Well, today we celebrate the memorial of St. Andrew Kim Taigan, who was um, one of the early martyrs in Korea in the 19th century. So in 1846, uh, he was martyred for the faith. He was the first um, ordained priest uh, in Korea, in the history uh, of Korea. And, uh, and he was one of the first martyrs too. Actually his father, his biological father, uh, was a martyr as well. I don't know if he was martyred before, uh, St. Andrew or after. Um, but, uh, and it was 1846, he was beheaded. Uh, St. Andrew was beheaded along with a seminarian who was on his way to the priesthood. And they're both natives of, of Korea, of Seoul, I believe. And, um, in our gospel today, Christ speaks about the family of the faith, the spiritual family, and um, brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, if we can imagine uh, here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read an excerpt of a letter of St. Andrew um, just before he was martyred. So just to kind of think about this. In a certain sense, it's his last will and testament. I don't know if he knew he was going to be martyred, but it's, it's pretty much right before he was martyred. And he's writing to a, a group of people who gather together, Christians, Korean Christians, and they're only about 20. So it's about his number of us here. I think we've got about 20 people right here, right now. And, uh, and he speaks about the importance of taking care of each other uh, as family. So... This is a little bit of his, his sermon here, so, so may uh, St. Andrew preach through me this morning. My brothers and sisters, my dearest friends, think again and again on this. God has ruled over all things in heaven and on earth from the beginning of time. Then reflect on why and for what purpose he chose each one of us to be created in his own image and likeness. In this world of perils and hardship, If we did not recognize the Lord as our creator, there would be no benefit either in being born or in our continued existence. We have come into this world by God's grace. By that same grace, we have received baptism, entrance into the church, and the honor of being called Christians. Yet what good will this do if we are Christians in name alone and not also in fact? We would have come into the world for nothing. We would have entered the church for nothing. And we would have betrayed even God and his grace. It would be better never to have been born than to receive the grace of God and then to sin against him. Look at the farmer who cultivates his rice fields. So we got a nice allusion to rice here, which (laughs) is not super pertinent to us in the United States, but in Korea, of course, it's their, their staple crop. Look at the farmer who cultivates his rice fields. In season, he plows, then fertilizes the earth, never counting the cost. He labors until the sun, uh, under the sun, to nurture the seed he has planted. When harvest time comes and the rice crop is abundant, forgetting his labor and sweat, he rejoices with an exultant heart. But if the crop is sparse, And there is nothing but straw and husks. The farmer broods over his toil and sweat and turns his back on that field with a disgust. That is, all the greater, the harder he has toiled. The Lord is like a farmer, and we are the field of rice. 
that he fertilizes with his grace and by the mystery of the incarnation and the redemption, irrigates with his blood in order that we will grow and reach maturity. When harvest time comes, the day of judgment, those who have grown to maturity in the grace of God will find the joy of adopted children in the kingdom of heaven. Those who have not grown to maturity will become God's enemies. And even though they were once his children, they will be punished according to their deeds for all eternity. Dearest brothers and sisters, when he was in the world, the Lord Jesus bore countless sorrows and by his own passion and death founded the church. Now he gives it increase through the sufferings of the faithful. No matter how fiercely the powers of this world oppose the church, they will never bring it down. Ever since his ascension and from the time of the apostles to the presence, the Lord Jesus has made his church grow even in the midst of tribulation. For the last 50 or 60 years, ever since the coming of the church to our own land of Korea, the faithful have suffered persecution over and over again. Persecution still rages, and as a result, many who are friends in the household of the faith, myself among them, have been thrown into prison and, like you, are experiencing severe distress. Because we have become the one body, should not our hearts be grieved for the members who are suffering? Because of the human ties that bind us, should we not feel deeply the pain of our separation? But as the scriptures say, God numbers the very hairs on our head, and in his all-embracing providence he has care over us. Persecution, therefore, can only be regarded as the command of the Lord or as a prize that he gives. Hold fast, then, to the will of God, and with all your heart, fight the good fight under the leadership of Jesus. Conquer, again, the diabolical power of this world that Christ has already vanquished. I beg you not to fail in your love for one another, but to support one another and to stand fast until the Lord mercifully delivers us from our trials. There are twenty of us in this place, and by God's grace we are so far all well. If any of us is executed, I ask you not to forget our families. I have many things to say to you, yet how can I pen how can pen and paper capture what I feel? I end this letter. As we are all near the final ordeal, I urge you to remain steadfast in faith so that at last we will all reach heaven and there rejoice together. I embrace you all in love. So here is St. Andrew. He's in prison. Um, I would imagine he's anticipating his death. I don't know. Uh, but in fact, he, he is killed. He's, he's executed. And then in the next 30 years after him, upwards of 100, 103, I think, uh, more martyrs are, are killed um, in the next generation. And uh, But we see here in, in this wonderful testimony to, um, to this man's faith is uh, the great love that he had for his brothers and sisters. Um, and we see that in the Gospel as well. Christ speaking about the family. We are members of Christ's mystical body. And Jesus, through us, is prolonging his passion and his suffering until the end of the world. We are, just like Christ's body was scourged and whipped and, and beaten and spit upon, we are his body. We are to expect the same sort of treatment. 
And what love ought we to have for one another? If there's any grievances that we have amongst each other, let's settle them. If there's any backbiting, let's ask forgiveness. If there's any gossip, let's put it to an end. Let's love one another and be a testimony to the world because sooner or later, it's going to be us who are suffering. Just like Christians all throughout the world today are suffering. And uh, and let's identify with them and be prepared and be mindful of, of the martyrs.